<laughs> Fuck you, Matt Hardy. <laughs> Give me no damn green V. <laughs> What's good, folks? You are listening to the 3842nd edition of the Slam Bros Show. It's your boy, feeling brolic this week, getting 300 pounds on that deadlift, the Bowman 1-2-L. Joining me, as always, is Illawasi Illa. What's good? What's good, Bowman? What's good, Slam Bros Familia? What's happening? What's up? How's everybody feeling out there in the, uh... Slam bros averse. I don't know. We need a name for that. But I'm, I'm glad, you know, you're feeling brolic, deadlifting. <laughs> yeah, man, in the gym, uh, threatening old white ladies, feeling brolic, brolic, you know, doing work, man. It's a little bit. That, so- that, that just doesn't sound. <laughs> <laughs> Thre- threatening white women. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something better you could be doing with your time, son. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I remember one time I was leaving the gym, and I was I still had the Sean Price in my ears. And um, if you're trying to have a nice workout, uh, play some Sean Price, Mike Tyson, as your motivation music. You're going to be motivated. And I was just walking in my car, rapping, and I swear this lady locked the doors on her SUV with her children there. Because, you know. As she should. As she should. <laughs> Because she's like, who is this brolic young gentleman rolling up upon me? Let me secure myself in my vehicle. So. What's happening, Bowman? Yeah, you know, you got a lot of good things going on. And making purchases, living life, you know? Yeah, making, you know, got some new wheels on the ground. Uh, making financial decisions. We are doing things. Uh, so yeah, man, 2017 looks like gonna be a good year for the Bowman, and we're gonna close it out uh, strong. Put it like that. Hello, what's good with you? Man, everything is great my way. Uh, you know, big things on the horizon for the Slam Bros. So, you know, I'm enjoying this 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 build to the year end. We got the Survivor Series coming up in Houston, Texas. I really haven't decided whether or not I will be in attendance, but. I will work that out. I probably will just to kind of report for the slam bros. Man but on yeah, the streets. You know. Uh, other and, than that, man, what's yeah. what's happening? What's, what's going right, on? Good. All right. So last time we joined, we, we, we posed the question out there to the the extended family. Uh, should we cut the E off cold turkey and just peep Ring of Honor in New Japan? And uh, we heard back from some of you. So thanks for everyone responding. And the response was, pretty much do it. Now, a couple people said, don't cut the E off completely. So, Illa, now that you've heard from the people, are you a little bit more warmed up to the idea? Some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm with it. You know, I like to smash my style in New Japan but and Ring of Honor. But, you know, I'm, I'm already the skeptic anyway, so it's hard for me to get my... <laughs> My my dub dub e fix as it is. If it, if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for the mighty fast forward button of the DVR, you know, I mean, it'd be tight on your slam, bro. <laughs> well, you know all these streaming services. So we'll work out a schedule. I uh, will figure out something, 
And because also someone suggested, hey, uh, hey, once you guys get the schedule, we'll do a watch along. You know, so we'll figure it out. Uh, most likely, I'm thinking the G1 from this past summer. So we'll get that out there. I'll let you know. And we'll pretty much, we'll, some of us will be re-watching the G1 Classic from this summer. Some of us will be experiencing it for the first time. And for first-time viewers, I think you will enjoy yourself. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, let's grab these shovels, dig in the dirt, see what we got. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> this week in the dirt sheet, starting off. So, two weeks ago, we had the Survivor Series. Not the Survivor Series paper. What was that? TLC? Yes. We had TLC, the pay-per-view, that only had one gimmick match on it. And pretty much the card got shot to shit because everyone came down with a viral infection. So Roman Reigns was out, Bray Wyatt was out, and a lot of people argue that the card was made better because their replacements were AJ Styles and Kurt Angle, who made his return to a WWE wrestling ring at the event. Now... We know that Kurt Angle will be wrestling at the Survivor Series. More on that later. But the latest round of rumors is saying that Kurt Angle will indeed be wrestling at WrestleMania 34. And his rumored current op- opponent right now is Triple H. Oh, joy. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Triple H is in his older years. Uh, he's become a more technical worker. His matches are very plotting, brooding, brooding, uh, long. Uh, they do tell stories. But my thing is, do we really want to use up one of Angle's few remaining WWE matches with Triple H? When there's all these young bucks that he has campaigned to wrestle against for years now. That are still with the E, which he could do. I mean, Triple H has been given these same boring matches for the past decade. You know, it's Triple H is like he's wrestling white privilege embodied. But I mean, it's like you like him a little bit. You know, he's he's snooty because I don't want I'm not trying to condemn him too hard. But it's like, come on, son. You know, he was the goody two shoes cat. You know, even when he was hanging out with Shawn Michaels and, and those folks, and you know he he kissed the right ass, you know he browned his big ass nose up appropriately, so you know he got into his spot. Not not to take away any of his work. I mean, Triple H has, Trips has done some decent stuff. He's had he had some good matches, but a lot is that same plotting, methodical approach to things, and I'm good on that. Like I don't I don't need to see Triple H Kurt Angle again. Like we saw that. In fact, I'm still mad at Triple H for burying Booker T after that racist shit from that one WrestleMania. So I'm going to always hold it against that fucker. But I digress. So we need uh, to get K- yeah. Angle to get some fresh blood. We need if- to get some fresh blood, yeah, for Angle. I think both Angle and H are kind of in that position where they can give a rub to younger stars. And that's what Triple H has been doing these past few WrestleManias, right? He gave the rub to Daniel Bryan. He tried to get the rub to Rome and Reigns, but no one, I mean, that man is like latex, like nothing rubs to him. You know, it's just like, it comes off. 
And then it's um, all greasy and shit. <laughs> too much hair conditioner, it's man. Spray tan and hair conditioner. <laughs> right. And then, of course, this WrestleMania, you know, kind of tried to get the rub to Seth Rollins. You know, so you, you can't really give the rub to another fellow, you know, legend, you know? Um, and, and maybe this is a way that Triple H can get a win because his, his WrestleMania win record right now hasn't been so hot. So, But, but see, if um, Triple H is going to be in a match, and like, I, I'd rather see Angle against somebody we haven't seen him against, and I'd rather see uh, Triple H put somebody over and just take that L. That would be the best, you know, that'd be the prime way of doing it. So give me like, you know, if Samoa Joe is not wrestling for the title, then give me Samoa Joe Angle. That'd be some something cool. Or give me something just different. I mean, even if even if not that, you know, but something. I just don't need to see Angle and Triple H in the same ring. It just serves no purpose. Yeah, so we got that. Also, um, Mayor Kane, who's still in the race, uh, still campaigning. Apparently, he's getting this push just because it's all linked to Braun Strowman. So At- Kane, yeah. As it should be. As it should be. So Kane is getting this push because they're trying to build Kane back up as a monster so they can do a monster versus monster event later on in December or whatnot. And I'm like, okay, all right. But if you've been wondering, like, how Kane came back and got all superpowered, no, he hasn't been training in the hyperbolic time chamber. He just he just bought some DLC and, you know, um, he just paid for some loot. So... <laughs> But see, I don't mind Kane. Like, they're building him up to get beat down. Serves the purpose. That's exactly how Kane should be utilized at this point in his career. I mean, we know Mayor Kane is, you know, every WWE Raw is brought to you by Mayor Kane. So I'm good with that. We know that there's a plan, and it's going to benefit one of the newer generations. John Braun Strowman is, you know, in, in prime position to be elevated. So And Kane could actually have a good match with him. So that can be a good thing. I mean, if, if Strowman and Big Show can have good matches, damn sure Kane and Strowman can have a good match. I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed reading this dirt. I was like, man, I really wanted this dirt to be in a little bit because they're trying to push his campaign. They're trying to get eyes on his campaign. And if we can make them look strong in the ring for uninformed voters, we can get them looking strong. Like, mm, Kane defeated Braun Strowman. <laughs> he can handle local tax reform. <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> I mean, I think doesn't Kane Kane's politics skew a little bit more liberal? Yeah, uh, no, no, he's a libertarian. Yeah, they, so it's, yeah, it's they, all about the are, market. Yeah, they are the market gonna, handling itself. Yeah, but they aren't gonna let that ride. No, 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 no. That's the house that the Republicans built, and the conservatives. No, Kane, cash these checks and make us some money, Kane, and build up our future money maker. That's what you can do. Hell no. Mayor Kane gets no love. <laughs> All right. Across the way, and some random wrestling promotion, uh, uh, the old guy that used to hit people across the head with guitars, Jeff Jarrett, has apparently uh, checked himself into rehab. Uh, over the, the weekend, or this past week, uh, the original J.J., uh, was uh, seen stumbling and trying to wrestle a wrestling match, clearly intoxicated off of something. And this being the internet, was on the internet for everyone to see. Uh, Jared denied the allegations, but we all saw the video. 
few days later, it was reported that he's checked himself into rehab and he's trying to get himself situated. This all kind of links back into maybe some earlier problems he had uh, when it was reported that he was put on indefinite suspension from his make-believe wrestling company where he tried to merge a second make-believe wrestling company with. Now, I say this is make-believe because allegedly they have, like, episodes of a TV pilot shot, but, like, no one's seen. <laughs> Which is crazy from, like, two years ago. That sounds like a pyramid scheme at its finest. <laughs> some, uh, some, uh, some Jeff Jarrett Madoff, you know, trying to uh, <laughs> hide the wrestling talent and the money over here. A little, you know, bait and switch. So, um, it's, it's never good. You know, no one's ever happy. Uh, when you hear about these situations, uh, you know, life's hard and struggles are hard and you hate to see people, um, you know, experience the worst of it in front of an audience. But sometimes when you're a performer like this, love him or hate him, that's what happens. So hopefully Jared is taking his time to reassess and uh, get himself in uh, good health and good spirits because no one really wants to read a, a dead wrestler of the week report again. Very true. Ella, you know what time it is. Oh, man. <sighs> For the longest running episodic telenovela on the Slam Bros podcast. <laughs> oh, man. What did he do now? Last adventure is pay Alberto Albertron. He is so amigos. When we last left our hero, it seems that things were turning around for El Patron as he was helping hurricane victims and started a new podcast for his MMA company in his own native language. It seems that El Patron had turned a new leaf. It was a brighter tomorrow for the man that once fought a Ninja Turtle. And it seems that the He's got two weeks in a row of positive behavior. Because after uh, we last left Patron, um, apparently his return to some wrestling company uh, was announced via Twitter. Now, who knows? It could be Photoshop. It was on Twitter. We don't know. All right. But his return was announced for this uh, wrestling company, and he's going to be at their biggest event of the year, which may or may not be on pay-per-view. I honestly don't know how they produce stuff anymore. I honestly don't know. Can you buy this thing? Are they giving away tickets? I, I don't know, but El Patron's going to be there. He's still got a job. He's still got a job. And he's getting damn near main event the show. <laughs> Look at that. Great. <laughs> I'm just amazed and astonished by Alberto El Patron managing to pop up and reappear on the telenovela Every time. How does this man do it? He is the most interesting wrestler in the world. I mean, the WWE just didn't know the gold mine they had on their hands in Alberto El Patron. Because this boy stays, stays in the dirt. Yo, he stays there. I was thinking, um, what does the, the Alberto reunion show look like? I mean, who shows up? All right. First, you got to have the dudes he's fought, right? You know, 
Got to bring in Ryback. Because, you know, he he totally sass Ryback to hell. Got to bring in Ryback. Um, the knife. It's not even a person. It's just a knife. And at the end of the knife is just a tag that says allegedly. Because no one saw him get stabbed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's the knife. And just allegedly. Of course, the uh, the Ninja Turtles, they have to be at the Alberto reunion show. Because they kind of started this stuff. <laughs> the people from the airport. People from the airport. Paige, her family. They're uh, begrudgingly. Casper and all the other ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, who who else is there? And, oh, those dudes. Alberto's brother. Because they, remember, they fought those dudes out in Australia as well. So, uh, the Alberto reunion show would be one hell of a television special. And would probably end with somebody getting arrested. <laughs> Several people getting arrested. <laughs> and probably a lot of alcohol being consumed. It, it would all be at his restaurant, too. So it probably would be like a, spa, a, a scheme, right? Like he's like cross-promoting his restaurant and Holy his shit. MMA company. What the and fuck kind of racist territory are we dumping? <laughs> I, I know. Remember, he's got a restaurant. This is an entrepreneur. I, I remember, mean, like, he's got his Jesus restaurant. Christ. He's got he's TV producer in Mexico. I mean, you might as well go, go, you might as well go go full on racist right now. He's gonna have like chickens and shit running around, roosters. No, like, what the he's, fuck, no, man? He's, he's, he's this man's businessman. Come on, man, don't do that. Uh, I'm I'm trying to listen here, fam bros. I'm gonna get the pilot. When that first episode of his TV show airs, I'm gonna watch. It. I'm gonna give you a report on it because I want to see that credits executive producer Alberto El Patron. I want to see it. This man is gonna he's. Make sure his family's well fed, and I respect that. I don't respect all his his uh, behaviors because he's highly problematic. But you can't say he's not a workaholic. Well, you have to work extra hard to be as interesting as Alberto is, and to keep this level of shit up and going on. <laughs> I mean, you have to work at it. So, so good for him. End scene. So, all right, raw. Stephanie McMahon shows up, and she's the same character that she was for the last three years now. She just shows up to just emasculate, excuse me, uh, other characters on television screen for no other reason than just to prove that she can. Uh, the Stephanie McMahon character, she's pretty much untouchable. You know, she's like one of those NPCs of the game that you just can't kill. You know, it's like you're trying to play like The Witcher, but you, you, you can't kill this MP3 because they're they're a quest giver. You're like, man, fuck this dude, man. If it was Fallout, you could just blow him up. But in Witcher, you're like, man. Hey, The Witcher is a magnificent game, by the way. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, but like, yeah, she's she's one of those MP3s that's just there to yell at you, and she's untouchable except for like, you know, the end of the game when she finally gets her comeuppance. So we have to wait till WrestleMania before she gets her comeuppance again. And that's so but trash because she came out there and made Angle look weak sauce. Totally. He should have just been like, chick, I don't need this effing job. I'm here because of the fans and because I love this business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And sold it like, like no sold her, you know, whatever. And it's like, don't you ever come down here and talk that shit to me again. I'm going to represent Raw. I'm going to do my job as a general manager and represent Raw to the fullest. And we're going to go out there and kick SmackDown's ass. But don't you ever step out of line and disrespect me. 
And that could have built into something later with Triple H if you're gonna do it like that. But he yeah. just looked he just looked totally weak sauce. He looked like a smushed, a stepped on ketchup pack on the floor, just dried up and pitiful. I mean, they gotta they gotta treat the Olympic gold medals better than that. Yeah, they treat every general manager like that when Stephanie McMahon is involved. It's just like she's got that cheat code, man. Old school game shark. All the hit points. Um, so, but that was, wasn't as amazing as her return has been. Nia Jax is back. Of course, no one knows where she went, why she went. Rumored for a week that she was off screen for various reasons. Every dirt sheet had their own reason why she was there, but she's back now. Um, put the business to Bailey, which was fun. Uh, Ella, did you, did you take any heed to anything that was going down in the dirt uh, with Nia's disappearance. Yeah, I mean it pays to be the Rock's cousin. <laughs> that's the thing you need to that's the thing you need to know and the thing Tyrese needs to recognize as he continues to <laughs> to chomp at the bit and taunt the great one. You don't want to go one on one with the great one or piss off members of his family. So I mean, you know, WWE knows knows the cash cow and they know they know where to get the milk from. And I mean, and Nia has great udders and all that good stuff. So they were able to squash it. I guess she came back down to do her thing. But now let me let me also mention Alicia Fox showed up in her captain's outfit. You know, which was actually which, funny. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm telling you, I told you, Spook who sat by the door. Like this girl, she's got a plan. She's, she's got a plan. Um, and she's she's doing her duties as captain. She's doing her due diligence. She's putting together a team. Nia's a good first recruit. Uh, you know, she's, she's, she's doing work. So, I also, I'm happy that they're actually giving Alicia things to do. She's been there 10 years. She's a veteran. Um, we can move past the, the crazy black woman thing and actually, you know, expand her character a little bit. No, no, she, no. Her character is the crazy black woman. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm saying we got to get past that. We can expand that. Show they, some more They things. won't get past it. WWE revels in stereotypes. This is who she is. She's the crazy black chick. That's going to be her character. She's eventually going to get whooped, and they're not going to do anything else with her. She's not going to grow because WWE. All right, well, she's got a second T-shirt now. Get that money while you can, Fox. Get it while you can. So after uh, Nia Jax showed up, Samoa Joe just showed up. He was just like, like, just like, yo, hit my music. Hashtag Samoa Magic. <laughs> trying to figure out yo who summoned that ass whooping apparently it was apollo cruz um yo i'm trying to figure out like how is wwe not selling like um replica samoa joe towels which i feel they would overcharge for it would be hilarious to see who bought those damn things <laughs> like yo buy you a sweat tile 99 dollars basically cotton samoa joe <laughs> Not to scale. Watch that shit say not to scale. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, the the uh, the affirmative action squad came out there to uh, face off against Samoa Joe and oh. get some of that Samoa magic ass whooping put on him. But the the best part was when Samoa Joe tossed his gum so disrespectfully 
Hold my gum. <laughs> and toss his gum at Titus O'Neil. That was awesome. Like, Samoa Joe is just the perfect heel. He's he's a big, brawly ass whipper who has charisma and the ability to deliver, deliver in the ring and on the mic. He is the perfect heel. WWE just needs to utilize him right. I mean, it's just gold right there. Samoa Joe, man. Samoa Joe. I mean, him and Apollo, they kind of had a fun little match. I mean, uh, they had a match previously in NXT. Kind of pretty much the same finish. Um, Joe hit Apollo Crews with the Uranagi in the corner. And uh, Apollo Crews can always... He's a good seller. If you watch Crews for anything, watch how he sells moves. Like, when he when he's dead, he's dead. So when you normally get hit with that Uranagi, he just kind of, like, twitches. And it's kind of funny. Like, yeah, it's a good sell. So, but, yo. See, the thing uh, with Apollo that's really kind of fucked up is he's in a bad spot because when they introduced him when they brought him up and introduced him nobody cared i think if they had brought him up as part of the cruiserweights it would have been a bigger deal because of his size and athleticism and unless they're really gonna push him like as like a mid a mid-sized monster he doesn't necessarily work because they feed him to the heavyweights and they don't really consider him a heavyweight he's just a muscled up you know smaller dude so it's like the best move for him would probably be to really be integrated into 205 Live and then they may be able to leverage him. Like I would have loved to see a Neville Apollo Crews match before WWE pissed off Neville. Yeah. Uh, that could have actually been greatness. But yeah. WWE. Neville's out. Uh, moving along, we had The Miz in a dope match with Matt Hardy. Um, Bo Dallas is back from being sick. His sickness shall not be spoken of. And that's just because we don't really know what was going down. <laughs> but he was back. And they had, a, they had a dope match, man. I mean, Hardy is... Uh, I mean, Hardy's still fun. Hopefully, he'll get a chance to get broken. Because I think that would be uh, very, very entertaining. And it, it, it kind of... A little disappointing that Halloween went past this year and it wasn't broken Matt Hardy. Because last year when he was giving out green beans to the children because he didn't want their vessels to be damaged by candy, like, I damn near died. <laughs> <laughs> like. Fuck you, Matt Hardy. <laughs> Give me no damn green bean. <laughs> like, this is the type of things we are missing. Like, come on. Like. Quit wrestling companies are petty. Like, give me this. <laughs> so yeah, it was a, it was a dope match, man. A real competitive match. Uh, type of you know, uh, it was fun. You know, uh, I was joking on Twitter, and you know, it was like Raw normally has one or two good matches a night. They're like legally obligated to at least attempt to entertain people for a little bit, and uh, this was one of the two matches. Uh, Matt versus the Miz. Of course, the Miz uh, defeated Matt. Um, I honestly did not think that Matt Hardy was gonna bust that out of moonsault. That's you know he's already yeah I still do, but I didn't think he was gonna bust that out of moonsault, but he did. I mean Matt Hardy did his thing. You know I, I figured his he was gonna split his uh his shiny leather pants, but you know he managed to maintain. So good for him. Um, Oscar defeated the creative wrestler of the week, Stacy Cullen. Um, just kicking her to hell. She's taking Emma's spot, which is disappointing. I guess we should have said that in the dirt sheet, man. Emma got released, Samurai got released, and the other black guy got released. What's his face? 
make him great again. Darren Young. There we go. Damn, so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> the original member of the affirmative action crew, Darren Young. And he has what well, he's a minority and he's homosexual. So he's like, he got got it from all angles. <laughs> uh, why am I laughing at it? Struggle, man. World's not fair. Um Yeah, he's he's gone. I, I feel a little bad when people get released after they're injured. Apparently he he was cleared, but they just just didn't have anything to for him to do. If Darren wants to wrestle, he can go wrestle on any circuit. Um, Where no one will still care. Yeah, they, but... They won't care. They can won't. Pay, he can pay his bills. He just needs to become an accountant or a garbage man. <laughs> like, it's it's you're done, son. Like, you had a dream. You failed. Get a job. Now, Emma has, uh, I feel, a bright future ahead of her. She'll be a hot commodity. Summer Rae... I just don't know enough about her to really adequately make a comment. Emma has oh. skills, so she could do it on it. She has skills, so she could wrestle on the indie circuit. She has looks, so she can actually do whatever else because she's, you know, a beautiful whatever ethnicity woman she is. Uh, you know, so she has options. Um, she has talent and you know, looks and appeal. No, she can cook too. She got a YouTube <sighs> cooking show that she was doing on the yeah. side. I mean, then, Summer yeah. Ray. I don't know what you're gonna do, Summer Ray. I just, yeah, you and Darren Young, y'all just get jobs, you know? UPS <laughs> oh, is hiring. Um, Daniel Bryan was in the most ridiculous uh, backstage segment of the week as Mayor Kane attacked him in a blacked-out room. And my whole thing was the pacing of the Daniel Bryan angles were so weird. So first, we have Kurt Angle... He's freaking out. He's like, Code Blue, Code Blue, SmackDown's attacking. And he's like yelling into a walkie-talkie, all crazy-like, and it's just Daniel Bryan. And then it cuts to commercial. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Just and have- they're at commercial for like two week, two minutes. So what do they do for that two minutes, Illa? They stare at each other? Who knows? It was dumb for Daniel Bryan to even be there. After the whole under siege, Daniel Bryan should have came in and got his ass kicked all up and down that arena. So the fact right. that he was able to stand in Kurt Angle's office is hashtag WWE logic. So after Kurt Angle leaves, Daniel Bryan gets locked in the office and the lights turn off. Cut to another commercial. I'm like, what the hell has he been doing? It's like four minutes of TV time and he's just standing. What is he doing when we cut the commercial? Daniel Bryan comes back and he's on the phone complaining about how he can't see. It's dark in a room on a smartphone. Why didn't he just turn his mm. flashlight on? And find the exit. No. Hashtag WWE logic. He got there and got attacked by Kane because, of course, Team Hell No. Get the reference. And then you got to make Kane look strong again. But, but wait. <sighs> Somehow, Daniel Bryan is in the room by himself. God damn it. The light gets turned off. Kane's not in there. Mm, somehow, Kane's in there now. How did this big motherfucker get into the room? You didn't see him coming? No? Was he hiding under the table? What in the entirety of Hades was going on with WWE Creative when they came up with this nonsense? Look, man, I... I'm, yeah, I put a little effort in this, man. I know it's wrestling, all right? Gotta put a little bit of this stuff. All right, but yeah, so uh, Danny Bryan got attacked. Lottie, Lottie. 
and yeah, we're here. It was pretty stupid. Latch Ralph, turn your damn flashlight on. You see that, kids? Learn. Um, Finn Balor defeated Cesaro in a dope match. Uh, it, you put this Cesaro against someone who can go, and you're gonna you're gonna have fun. And this was fun. And then Kane came out and murdered them. He murdered them, right? Basically, uh, he, yeah. He came out. He gave Balor a tombstone pound driver on the ramp. And then Kane defeated Seth Rollins. <sighs> gave Rollins the choke slam, and then no sold pretty much like dirty deeds, and then Tombstone Ambrose as well. So uh, we talked about the Kane thing. I don't know why. I guess my question is, why the hell does the mask still have the the hair on it? We learned years ago that the the, the mask doesn't need the hair. I think he would look better. With his kind of shaved head, you know, he would kind of look, you know, a little bit more intimidating. If you ask me, right? Like, yeah, a, a dude in a mask with kind of like a buzz cut. I mean, that's like, yo, man, what the hell's up with this guy? You know? Um, you know, glass-eyed, um, weird, you know, bad haircut cane is usually more interesting than mask cane. Um, but because cane has such a very distinctively um, grizzled face. Yeah. Outside of the mask, so it's like, yeesh, put your mask back on, so you're less scary, you know. How many voters do you think have come up to Kane and be like, "Can I take a picture of you choking me?" <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but I would utilize that to my foot. See, the guy they need to learn from like Schwarzenegger, who totally embraced his Hollywood image and use that fully. So I would totally be all, let me choke you, yeah, you know, all kind of stuff. Go vote. I, I guarantee his campaign manager's like, no, 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 you can't be on the internet. Look like you're choking people. What are you doing? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mayor Kane, give this man a pipe. Um, Dumbass match of the night was the All Halloween street fight with, like, Rhino Heath Slater versus the club. And this, oh, man. This is just so stupid. So the club, they were their characters from um, South Hall Regional Wrestling, which was great. Uh, like Chad, too bad. Uh, like it, it, it was great. If you've seen South Hall Regional Wrestling, um, Tex Ferguson and Chad, too bad, were just like two wrestlers that were in a feud, and they could never wrestle because like Tex Ferguson kept getting hilariously injured. Like he had, he got like poked in both eyes, so he was wearing like two eye patches at the same time trying to wrestle. And they wouldn't let him wrestle. And it was... <laughs> it's a good type of stupid. But this match was just a bad type of stupid. Like, why in the hell would Anderson put a giant pumpkin on his head while Gallows is trying to go off the ropes? That didn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. But that's the dub. All right. Um, what else? Can we fast forward to uh, skip the cruiserweights? Uh, I okay, so Drew Gulak is kind of hilarious as like the straight man to Enzo, he is, and he spelled soft correctly. <laughs> he, he did, he did. <laughs> oh man, oh man. And then after having a great match at the pay per view, Alexa Bliss kind of defeated Mickey James in an underwhelming fashion. Totally. Just, just like, whatever. And then, stupid segment number two of the night was 
so I guess the long story of the night was like the the resurrection of Braun Strowman after being murdered at TLC. Somehow Braun Strowman has magical garbage powers. And it was clearly murdered because if you watch the pay-per-view, people were chanting, that was murder. Clap, 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 right? In the trash compactor. You can't throw a man in the trash compactor and then press the button. I mean, I I was impressed by uh, Braun Strowman running on top of that car onto that deck. That was impressive. He was moving. He was hauling ass. So, what we had uh, these pre recorded segments with like hilarious zoom ins of like the Miz's face. Uh, so, there's like trash appearing in Miz's like room throughout the night, and he was trying to get out, leave early, but Kurt because let Braun him. Strowman has magical garbage powers, yeah, yeah. he can make trash and detritus appear wherever you're standing. Now, I know hashtag WWE logic, but like, why didn't the limousine? drive around the trash truck like there's no one driving a car before <laughs> no we just gonna wait for it to back up <laughs> what's what's those flashing lights and the sound that the car is making that the truck is making is backing up into us and we're just gonna sit here and look not get out of the damn man come on yeah so like yeah so oh, Braun Strowman reemerged from his trash truck <laughs> To uh, take care of Miz and the Mistraj. Oh my gosh, man. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that happened. That happened. SmackDown. Boom, boom. Uh, yo, didn't see SmackDown because I was making financial purchases, but the little bit I saw was Big He as African, the African, Akeem, the African Green. Um, talking about well, being you had New Day with uh with Xavier Woods as Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. You had Kofi Kingston as a brother love. I love you. And you had Biggie as Akeem. Um the two main things you had of course Baron Corbin versus Sinkara in a um, match that was whatever, but Sin Cara actually showed some fire as he attacked Baron Corbin. And, you know, the audience actually cheered for Sin Cara. So that was, that's a major takeaway. That was a major takeaway. Um, you also you got disqualified had, again for wrestling too hard. You got to love that one, right? Wrestling course. too hard. You had Bobby Roode versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. They had a two out of three falls match. And that was actually predictable by the numbers. You knew how it was going to go. Uh, with Bobby Roode picking up the win so he could join the SmackDown brand team. And Ziggler delivering a great hallway promo, talking about how he's probably in the wrong career. Um, I mean, it was just dope. You know, it was it was a very, very dope breakdown as he had to reconsider because he's catching these L's left and right, and he finally realizes I'm catching L's left and right. And yeah, is this what my career has fallen to? Um, you had, of course, the regular shenanigans with uh, Hard Body Mahal and the Singh brothers as uh, Hard Body ran down Brock Lesnar and talked trash about AJ Styles. AJ Styles had a match with one of the Singh brothers, mm. decimated him within like, what, 30 seconds or so, and then received the uh, the Hard Body beatdown. Now, let me say something about Hard Body, because uh, as you know, the Bowman is a swim instructor. And this past Saturday, 
I had a new kid in one of my swim classes, and he was talking about good old wrestling. So, you know, me being nosy, I had to listen. And I don't want to disintroduce because, you know, little kids let them express themselves. And this kid's like, mm, if I had to think, who's my favorite wrestler? And he said, the great Kali. And I was like, oh. And then he said, no, Jinder Mahal. Now, mind you, this is a little Indian kid. This is a little Indian kid um, in swim lessons. And he got so excited talking about Jinder Mahal. Like, I get to see the excitement on his face. And he's like, yo. And he's telling another kid in the swim class. He's like, Jinder Mahal. He's like the greatest, man. He beat Randy Orton, man. He's so good, man. He's my favorite wrestler. And, you know, he talked about how Jinder won the belt. And I get to see the excitement in his eyes. And it kind of reminded me when I was a kid. And I learned about when Booker T won that title for the first time down in WCW. And how excited I was. So... If anyone still wonders why they put the belt on gender, and it's for kids like that, and for kids in India, they put the belt on gender for that reason. Now, mind you, they could probably book the guy a little bit better for these kids, but we know, hashtag WWE logic. Yeah. (laughs) You and the kids, you got to educate the youth, man. You got to educate the youth. About wrestling. Oh, they know. I didn't tell him it was fake or anything. I figured he knew that much. Uh, what else happened on SmackDown? <clears throat> they let Natalia talk. Yeah, Natalia. There was a big um with uh, Becky Lynch, Natalia, uh, and a lot of Charlotte, some of the other women wrestlers, as they were talking about team, uh, the women's team for Survivor Series and how they were gonna put in work and. Blah, blah, blah. Natalia got in a couple barbs at Becky Lynch and at Charlotte. Um, I think, yeah, Rusev faced off against Big E in a match uh, where he won with one of the wackest moves as he kicked Big E from behind and was able to get a pin. It was just whack. It was terrible. Um, after the big, I mean, they had a great new day and Rusev had a great build into the match as Rusev stomped on their candy. And cheered for Rusev Day. <laughs> he talked about how he hated Halloween. It was awesome. Rusev is just, you know, Rusev Yo, such and such. Rusev such and such. He did. His did you see uh, Rusev in the Brazilian tour from last week? Did you see his gear? No, I did not. But now I'm going to have to check it out. All right. So Rusev was pretty much part of the Trap House Usos. Oh, sweet. Down in Brazil, and everyone's like, "Yo, is he joining the Usos?" Because he had the day one ish shirt. Man was looking real thuggish. Like he had the grill. He did the slow walk. He was. Oh my god! Oh my. I was like, damn. If Usef was with the Usos, like this would be the Goon Squad right here, man. This is crazy. Well, only in Brazil. What stays in Brazil stays in Brazil. Apparently, we can only dream. Actually, not a bad idea. This. Yeah, the Trap House boys popped up, and they talked trash to. um, They talked trash about being on the Survivor Series team and what being on Survivor Series and how they're going to face off against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, and then of course Chad Gable and the obligatory other black man that he's teamed with, Shelton Benjamin popped up, and Shelton declared how they were going to become the new WWE Tag Team Champions and then get to represent SmackDown during Survivor Series. So, I mean, they've actually done a good job in making Survivor Series, like, all pervasive throughout these shows, which is good and very different than in the past. Normally, you'd have Survivor Series coming up and, you know, it would be here or there. But they've actually done a thorough job of incorporating it and integrating it on every level. Um, And the main event was 
Swagski Nakamura versus Fight Owens Fight. It was a, a Survivor Series tag team. Uh, oh, no. Survivor Series team qualifying, qualifying match. match yeah. Which, <clears throat> I like these matches, but it's kind of... Like, why are you having a match to join the Survivor Series team? So unless you actually are a character Well, you want the best people on there, you know? Like, Well, no, 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 no. But I'm saying, like, in terms of... Because if I'm, like, a champ, if somebody's fighting, I'd lose on purpose. You get on the team and you go fight. I'll be chilling. So, but I think the real question is... So unless you have pride in the brand, if that's built into your character or something like that. And I think with the Owens thing, they actually did a good job of saying... Um, th- they explain Kevin's motivations, you know, and why he would want to actually be in, on the team. But go ahead. Because I was about to say, like, they've kind of changed this Survivor Series thing in between. It's no longer like SmackDown versus Raw. It's not like McMahon versus McMahon. And it being like that kind of proves Kevin Owens' point right during the entire um, Shane McMahon feud. Like, he has now uh, proven Kevin Owens right by it being McMahon versus McMahon. So I don't know why Kevin Owens would want to be, but like you said, they kind of explain his motivations from that perspective. Well, they, the way they just, they 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 had him to explain, explain it was, Ke- they made it an ego thing. Like, Kevin Owens views SmackDown as the Kevin Owens show. So it's going to be SmackDown versus Raw. Well, he wouldn't want the Kevin Owens show coming in second place to, to Raw. So that's why he would want to be on a team to fight and represent. So they actually built in a plausible rationale and explanation for why Kevin Owens would actually want to fight and win to get a posi- and earn a position on um, the, the the Survivor Series team. Okay. So it was actually right. good work on WWE's part and good work by the announced team actually selling that and informing the audience as to why he would do it. And that was the point I was making earlier because Kevin Owens' character would be, fuck this, you know, let me take the L and you get on the team and I'll just be chilling. Like somebody like right. the Miz, that would definitely be in line with the Miz's character. But also, but you know, the ego of Kevin would be, I want the Kevin Owens show to represent. So, you know, WWE just needs to use a little bit more logic and play things out in a more logical fashion, and it could work so much better in selling the stories. Right. And apparently there was a new fashion a fashion files, a Stranger Things fashion files. Yes, sir. Ooh. Your favorite segment. Ooh. I got to go binge on some fashion files this week. I mean, I got to go binge on some Stranger Things this week. Eh, you know, I'm not too uh, interested in watching season two. I watched first season. It was all right. The hype, yeah. you know? I may check it out, you know? I mean, you got, you got, got Thor Ragnarok. I got to watch that again. So prepare for the Punisher coming up. Stranger oh, Things. Oh, yeah, you, you, yeah. You saw that. You saw that. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot, man, for your TV viewing ad dollars, you know? Monsters got to be hunted. Weights have to be lifted. You know what I'm saying? Cars got to be waxed. <laughs> but yeah, they had the fashion files as they kept hinting at the Bludgeon Brothers coming. And uh, that was pretty much SmackDown. All right, that's SmackDown. So, all right, yo, let's tell the good people where to find us at. Yo, folks, you can find us on Twitter at SlamRosePod. That is at SlamRosePod. Uh, you can, of course, find me on Twitter at Bowman12L, Bowman12L, and also on Instagram at Bowman12L. LYC, where can the good folks on the internet try and holler at you at? And Slam Bros, uh, a little uh, programming note. Please start checking out SoundCloud.com slash Slam Bros. You know, we're going to start posting up there. 
as um, we try to bring you more content. So definitely give us a look there and add us there. And we'll be making that transition. Um, you can holler at me at IllaYC on the Twitters or at YC the Champ on the Instagrammaticals. And, uh, you know, of course, you can look for, look for us at Slam Bros Pod, where we talk shit as we watch wrestling. Holla at your boys. <laughs> Yo, we talk, we talk, man. We mad spicy on there. All right, we'll let you know. Uh, hit us up in the comments. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. We'll let you know when this G1 rewatch happens. Uh, get you a new Japan key. It's very simple. The site's in English now. They want you to see this wrestling. Prepare for your mind to be blown. We'll catch you on the other side. Peace.